today I, I have a very, very important message to share. And I, I need everyone online, those in the building, to take special note of this message. You see, today I want to be speaking about the power of a declaration. The power of a declaration. I believe that when you're on a place of authority, what you speak carries weight. Anyone else agree with me on Facebook, YouTube? If you agree with me, type agree in here. Lift up your hands. You get excited. Um, this, the church is, you know, it's, it's, there's some people in here, but you've got space. So if you get excited about a word and you want to run around the building, then do it. Okay? Um, we want to just get excited about God's word. There is power in declaration. So at this time, I want to pray over the offering. Those who have just sown by Zappa code or EFT or cash in the building, whatever it is, I want to pray a blessing over that and at the same time declare God's word over the offering and over his message that we will share today. Are you ready for it? Out there, are you ready? All right, so we're going to be praying right now and declaring God's power and grace in every area of our lives. Father, in the name of of Jesus Christ. And what a powerful declaration that is all by itself, the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, we want to say thank you for the opportunity of being able to sow into your kingdom. Lord, we don't have to, we get to. It's a privilege to be able to share and partake in an everlasting, ever-growing kingdom of God. And we pray, Lord, that as we sow into your kingdom, Lord, the little that we can put in, I thank you that it will produce a great harvest. I thank you, Lord, because it will, we know the harvest will be great because the root, our heart, is correct. Our heart is after you. We don't give to a church. We don't give to a man. We give to Jesus Christ. We give to his kingdom, knowing that, Lord, in your hands, everything is able to multiply. So we speak blessing. We speak favor over every person that Lord has just sown into the kingdom. We turn our hearts to your word now. And I pray, like I always pray, that Lord, you will not, we will not hear a man's voice, a man's opinion, but we will hear the very voice of the Holy Spirit himself speaking to us. I pray that as we hear truth and as truth penetrates within our heart, that Lord, that truth will create freedom in us. I thank you for this right now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen. So in 1 Kings chapter 3, don't turn there yet. I want to just tell you a little story. And it's in the scripture of two prostitutes who come before the king. And they have a story to tell. They want the king to make a decision. Both ladies had little babies. And what happened was one of the babies died. And both ladies come to the king and declare, declare, hey, listen, this is my child. And the other ladies, no, 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 that's my child. And they're having this huge fight. And they want the king to make a declaration. They want the king to declare who is right. Who does the baby belong to? Huge fight, huge argument. And the king asks some questions and they're answering these questions. Then all of a sudden, the king makes a decree. He makes a decision. This decision is going to shock you. 
Because when I read this for the first time, I'm like, no ways, this cannot be right. I remember when I was just a new Christian reading through things, and, and this king is a righteous king, he's a good king, he would never do anything bad. Then I read this, and I want you to hear it. It will come on the screen behind me now. 1 Kings chapter 3, 24, and the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child in two. Give half to one and half to the other. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when you read that, you're like, no ways. That can't happen. That's crazy. Surely no one would have obeyed that order. No one would have taken the king seriously. No one would have listened to that statement and thought, nah, nah, you, you're a good joker. No, no. Did you know? That once the king makes a decision and the king declares something sitting on the throne, that decision becomes law. The people in the throne room knew what the king has said has to happen. The mothers both knew what he said was going to happen because what he decreed was going to happen. And the result of this is that the real mother stopped the whole proceeding and said, no, 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 my, my king, my king. Rather, let the child live and give him to that mother. I don't want my son to die. And so the king goes on to say, give the first lady the baby because that is the real mother. But my point, the whole, even though it's a, a very powerful story about truth and there's a lot of different aspects of that story that we can preach on the reason this morning for me to share the story is because i want to highlight just one one vital point and every person here every person listening you have to grasp this we have to understand this going forward what a king declares from the throne becomes law and it must happen because the person of authority has spoken something from a place of authority. When someone with authority makes a declaration, it carries weight. I want you to grasp that. I want you to understand it. Because the next couple of weeks, I'm going to challenge you as fathers in your homes, as priests of your homes. If you're a single mother in your homes, you are the priest. You have the power to declare things in your life and in your family. Today we understand that we declare, when we declare God's word, when we agree with God and God agrees with us, we have the same authority King Solomon had when he made the declaration. Let me correct myself. No one can compare with the authority of Jesus. When you, come, when you are in agreement with Jesus and he speaks through you and we speak in him, I want you to know something. There is nothing impossible for the church. There is nothing impossible for you because God's word will never return void. It always accomplishes what it has been sent out to do. So today, what I'm going to do is get your Bibles ready, take down notes. I'm going to, we just, all we're going to do today is scripture. Are you ready for it? Those on Facebook, YouTube, are you ready? All we're going to do is scripture today. How's that? I'm preaching Bible today. The Bible itself will preach to us. Luke 10, Luke 10, 19 says this, Behold, I have given you what? Authority. In other words, what you say carries weight. Authority means what you say carries weight. You are in a place where you say something, it carries weight. 
I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and, all, uh, and, all, and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. He's given you power to speak over the enemy. He's given you power to declare things over the enemy. Luke 9 verse 1. And he called the 12 together and gave them what? Power and, another key word, authority over all demons to, and to cure, what's that? Diseases. You think COVID-19 is too big for our God? What are you declaring about COVID-19? I want you to know something. COVID-19 will die under the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Matthew 16, 15 to 19. And he said to them, but who do you say I am? Who do you say Jesus is? What are you declaring about Jesus in your life today? Simon Peter replied and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you what? The keys. Whenever we read keys in the Bible, it speaks about authority. Because if you've got the key, you can unlock doors. You, if someone comes to you and says, here is a car, what do they do? They give you a key. Well, nowadays, thumbprint. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. You get a key. When you get into your own house, you have the keys to the house. You have authority. I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever, listen to this, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Understand something, church of Jesus Christ, those listening on Facebook, those listening on YouTube, those in the building, you have the power to bind up the enemy on earth and in heaven. You have the power to loose the blessings of heaven even on this earth today. You have power and authority. Come on, church, time to use it. And if you don't believe me about binding and loosing, he repeats himself in Matthew 18, verse 18 to 20. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say to you, if two or three agree about anything they ask, it will be done by, for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered, there I am amongst them. Can you see the authority that the church has to carry? You don't believe me? Matthew 28, 18, and Jesus came and said to them, how much of authority? All authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. Do you know, why, you know what, what is powerful about that statement? Well, first of all, it's powerful because Jesus made it. But secondly, he makes that statement just before he says, now go. Come on, I want you to understand something. He makes a statement. Guys, all authority, all power belongs to me. Now you go. Go why? Because he in turn has given us power and authority. He in turn says, go and represent my kingdom. He in turn says, go and preach the good news. Go and cast out demons. Go and cast out the devils. Go heal the sick and proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let me tell you what. He makes that statement just before he lets us go. See the power behind that. Ephesians 1.19. And what is the surpassing? Good question, hey? What is the surpassing greatness of his power towards us? The ones believing according to the working of his mighty strength. 
which he worked in Christ in raising him from the dead. And he seated him at the right hand in the heavenlies of the Father in the heavenlies. Far, listen to these words. Jesus is far above all principality and authority and power and dominion and every name being named, not only in this world, but even in the coming age. And he has, this is key. Come on, I want you at home. Listen to this. Underline this. I don't want, I don't, you can highlight it. You can do whatever you want, but make sure you catch this. And he put all things where? Under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is, what is the church? The church is his body, the fullness of him who fills all. Ladies and gentlemen, when he put everything under his feet, do you not agree with me that part of the body of Christ is called the feet? That means everything is under us. He's the head, we're the body. If everything's under the body of Jesus Christ, we are, the Bible says, the body of Christ. Don't ever doubt the authority. Don't ever doubt why God put you on this earth. All things are under his feet. Think about this. I want you to understand this. When in days past, when, the, when kings ruled, uh, they would build a throne room. And in the throne room was a throne. This is Egon's research history. When you came into the king's throne room, the throne was always elevated. Understand why he is writing this scripture. Because when you walked into a throne room, the throne was always elevated. Literally, when you came in, you were eye level with the king's feet. That meant when you walked into the king's presence, you were always under his feet. Whether you liked it or not, he was above you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the body of Christ. On top of this, listen to this, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And he raised who up? Us, you and me, together, and made us sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, even though I'm standing here on earth, my position, my ranking, who I am is in Jesus Christ. And where am I seated? I am seated in the heavenlies with Jesus Christ. I don't care what the bank manager, the president, or anyone says about us. We are the body of Christ. We are seated in the right hands next to the Father. Why? Because we are in Jesus Christ. What a powerful statement. In Jesus Christ. Don't have time, but I'd love to preach on this. And it'll take me probably a year to preach on this. But the fact is we are in Christ. When you are in Christ, you don't live anymore. He lives in us. Can I ask you a question? Thank you. When God made us, what was the original plan? When God created Adam and Eve, what was the original plan? I'll tell you, Genesis 1:26, and God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have what's the word? Dominion. Come on, you can't for one moment tell me that God has not called us to rule and reign. Because when you look at the word dominion, it literally means to rule, it means to reign, it means to be above, to subdue, to basically be in charge. Ladies and gentlemen, if Jesus Christ died on a cross to restore God's original plan towards us, is that not part of the plan to rule and reign with Jesus Christ? Go with me for a moment. We know the scripture says that, we, that he is the king of what? Hello? King of kings? 
here on Facebook, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Did you know what that actually means? It means that he is the king of little kings. He is the king of little lords. It doesn't mean that he's just above every king and every lord on earth. It means that we are under his authority, which means we are kings under the king. We are lords over the Lord. God has called us to rule and reign. James 3 verse 45, a lot of scripture. Come on, go with me for a moment. Look at, this is the uh, uh, message translation says this. Look also at ships. Although they are so large, they are driven by fierce winds. Yet they are turned by a very small, what? Rudder. Wherever the pilot desires, even so the tongue. The rudder equals the tongue which directs life. The statement, a declaration I want to make is declarations actually direct our lives towards what we speak. What you declare in your life will direct your life. I'll never find the right guy. Well, maybe you won't. I'll never make it big in business. Well, that's where you're directing your life. I'll never ever get into uh, this area of my, well, maybe you won't. Because that's what you're declaring, ladies and gentlemen, I want to go back to my original point. Whatever the king, whatever the person of authority speaks, that is the direction, that is the law, that is where you are going. What are we declaring over our lives? We are pulled in the direction of the words we speak. Our words are indeed the rudder to cause us to be directed towards the things we say. What, dest what destination are you on right now? The very last conversation you had with your husband or your wife, where is your marriage going to? Your very last discussion about your money, where did you direct yourself to? Your very last discussion about your pastor, where is he going to? Come on, where are we going to? I want you to know that the power of declaration I've, I've experienced in the year 1994. Sure, how's that, eh? There was a young guy in matric, made a declaration to his friends, made a declaration to his family. I am going to be a pastor. That young guy was me in 1994. I made a declaration. Guess why I am here today? I'm Another point, declarations are instrumental for us to enter into the promises of God in your lives. There are promises from God, but we have to declare it in our lives. You don't believe me? Joshua 1 verse 8, the book, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written unto us. For then, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Please note the word, who makes their way prosperous? You make your way prosperous by what words come out of your mouth. When we are in agreement with God's word, when we agree with what God wants in our lives, nothing can stop it. Joshua was instructed 
to implement a non-stop speaking declaration of truth. Listen to what he said, day and night, meditate on these words. I can imagine Joshua uh, just meditating on God's word and declaring over and over again, I don't care how big Jericho is, I don't care how wide that river is, I don't care how impossible it might be, my God has promised, my God is leading us, my God will destroy our enemies before us. Over and over again, he declared it. Lastly, declarations help us call those things that are not as they are. Romans. In the presence of him whom he believed God, who gives life to the dead, calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's what God did with Abraham. He called things. They were not as if they were. Church, do you know that is the mandate of our lives today? God's method of bringing life to dead places, people, nation, gifts, calls, let me tell you, is still the same. Call those things. Call. Did you notice the word? I think. He didn't say go hide in a cave and whisper. He said call those things. Call. Call. I'm a parent. Who else a parent in the building here? Who's a parent out there? I tell you, when you can't find your children, like Noah's in the building, imagine I can't see Noah. Do I go, Noah? Noah! No, when you can't find your children, you call them. You go, Noah, where are you? That's what we do as parents. When we call, we call. We don't whisper, we call. The Bible says, call those things. Call it in. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I like the band up. Where's my band members? Come up. Call them. I'm calling the band. Come on. We're calling them into existence. You right there in your homes, right here in this building, we're going to sing that song, Rattle. You know why I like the rattle? It comes straight out of Scripture. I'm going to read it to you while the band is getting ready. Listen to the scripture, Ezekiel 37, verse 3. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, Jehovah, only you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear, 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 speak, hear the word of God. So says the Lord Jehovah to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews on you, and will bring up flesh on you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am God. So I, listen to this, I prophesied. In other words, I spoke, I declared as I was commanded, and I prophesied, and then all of a sudden there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came near, and bone to its bone. And I watched, and behold, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, and there was still no breath in them. And he said to me again, prophesy to the Spirit. Prophesy, Son of Man, say to the Spirit, so says the Lord. 
Come forth from the winds, the four winds, O Spirit, and breathe on these dead ones so they may live. So here again, I prophesied, I spoke, I declared as he commanded me, commanded me and the Spirit came into them and they lived and stood on their feet. What is dead in your life? What needs to come alive again in your life? We're going to sing the song Rattle. I don't want you just to sing it in your homes. I don't want you to just sing it here. I want you to start declaring, dead bones, come alive. Dead bones, come alive. Come on, stand to your feet. Those in your homes, stand to your feet. We're going to sing life in the name of Jesus. Declare those things that are not as if they are in this song. Church, it's time for us to have church in our homes. It's time for us to have church in the building. It's time for us to rejoice and to praise and to give God all the glory and honor. Come on, dead bones, come on.
So we got a small but energized group in this church at the moment, and I hopefully you energize there. We speak life into whatever the world has declared dead. Amen. Uh, we before we close, I'm going to ask Mick and Bell to come join me on stage. This is their last uh, uh, public service. They're going to be online. But uh, as you know, baby is coming soon. I'm going to ask Tammy to please join me. We're going to pray a blessing over there. Put the mask on. Very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, Tams, you have social distancing. I'm going to have to talk like this. Uh, I won't use your mask, Michelle. But we want to pray. I'm going to ask you um, out in here and also those online if you would just pray a blessing. So baby's coming very, very soon. So they have to go for the COVID testing and then isolate themselves. And we're going to pray God's blessing and favor upon you. Um, I don't know if I can, other good news, we won't do that yet. Um, but we're going to pray God's blessing upon this amazing couple. Now I'm going to ask you out there and those on Facebook, could you stretch out your hands on your TV screens? I know it sounds like Benny Hinn and all those evangelists. But we're doing, we're doing it by faith, okay? So we're going to ask you to stretch out your hands and let's pray a blessing over them. So Lord, we want to say thank you for this powerhouse couple. Uh, Lord, just the enthusiasm, the, the, the praise, the worship, just being on stage, off stage is always the same. And we say thank you for that. Lord, I know they're going to make great parents. And I know, Lord, we're living in very strange times where now they've got to do the COVID testing, be isolated and get themselves ready for the baby. We always think of... Jesus, your parents, how they had to get themselves ready. And God, you are with them all the way. You provided shelter. You provided all, everything they needed, Lord. And I pray the same for Mick and Bell, that, Lord, you'd provide everything that they need, that, Lord, you would direct their footsteps. When baby comes, we speak blessing and favor upon them right now. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Bless you guys. Well, that is our service, but we've got some big news for those listening and for those in the building. On Thursday night, we're going to have a prayer, praise, and worship evening right here at the church. So we are limited to only 50 people in the church. Please take note of that. If you're number 51, the Bible says God closed the ark doors we'll have to close the church door so we can only have 50 people in but we are going to encourage you we're going to stream it live it's going to go live um so our worship team are going to be here they're going to make declarations of worship over our homes. so it's important there are some people in their homes because we want you to declare god's word in your homes we're going to ask those who can be a beer those at homes please log on stream we're going to be uh praying powerful prayers into your homes we're going to trust god for healing we're going to trust God for, for provision. And what are we going to ask is, is on the WhatsApp group, if you can send prayer requests. I'm talking about impossible things. Let's pray for uh, people on the deathbed to be raised up to life. Let's, let's pray that a business that has got in, no income coming in, that God will supernaturally provide. I'm asking for big prayer requests because we want to take big steps of faith on Thursday night. So Thursday night, I'm asking you to tune in. I'm asking you before Thursday, send in your prayer request. What's up the church number? If you don't have it, get it. I don't know how you don't have it, but get the church number so we can pray for you Thursday night. Monday nights, we always have prayer meeting, hopper six to hopper seven, and we're specifically going to be praying into Thursday night. So on behalf of the worship team, those in the building, thank you every person that tuned in. Hopefully everything went smoothly. I'm in front, so I have no idea. 
So hopefully you've heard the message, part of praise and worship. Lord bless you. We're going to close this time right now. Father, we say thank you for your blessing, your favor, and everything good that comes from you into our lives. Father, I pray that we as a church can still be the light in the midst of darkness. We can still add salt into a tasteless world. We pray, Lord, that today your goodness and mercy will flow into us and then through us. We pray, Lord, raise us up to be a blessing to this generation. We honor you and give you all the praise and glory of your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen.